0: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to SmackDown Live. I'm your host, Harley Morenstein. Good morning, afternoon, or night, depending on when you're listening to this. Welcome back to the greatest podcast to ever podcast, The Big Fish Podcast. I'm your host, a bucket of Jake, also known as the number one competition to the Gronk's YouTube channel. And I'm coming for those giga chads to take their throne. I'm like 10, 10-ish K away from them. Think about 9K away. I'm coming for the Gronkowskis. But speaking of giga chad, we have possibly one of the biggest musical chads on the entire internet. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the van Gogh of Vaporwave, Pad Shennington. What how the that? hell
1: are you doing, my man? Dude, I'm good. I'm just chilling. I'm waiting for COVID to just be done. I need to go like bar hopping. I gotta do something. <laughs> but I mean I'm hanging. I'm hanging. Um just like working on a bunch of videos. I'm starting a record label, so I'm working on all that, which is so much crazier than I ever thought it was. So much shit goes into it. and like I kind of didn't I didn't realize how crazy it gets. So I'm kind of figuring that out, you know, as I go along this journey of getting it started. But everything's pretty good. I can't complain. I'm just kind of hanging in New Jersey and uh doing my thing. That's
0: just chilling. Dude, you've been shooting to the moon. You have so many fucking side projects like I can barely like keep track of all of them, dude, you were going everywhere recently. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. I kind of have like an addiction to just always adding on another project. I just I can never I don't know, the past couple years, especially since I started Pad, it's just once I finish one thing and I've been trying to tell myself, you know, like once you finish something, enjoy it. Smell the roses, just look at the numbers, look at the people you've met and do all the stuff, but I'm always like, you know, I just want to jump onto that next thing and see what else I can build and and all that. So, it, it's bittersweet, but um at the end of the day, I always say like once you you know, put all that work in, and you drop it, whether it's video or music or a, an online festival. I've been throwing a couple of those. Once it's out there and it's running, it is just—it's so rewarding. So it, it's all worth it in the end.
0: No, definitely expanding your brand. I guess the Pat Chennington brand is one of the best things yet you could possibly be doing right now. Mm-hmm. Getting a bunch of different revenues for different forms of artistic expression.
1: Yeah, and it's just fun. It's—it's it's just so much fun, like building like fun, a platform. Yeah. I, I'm having a blast doing it. So it's—it's it's just a good time. Yeah. All right. We kind
0: of hopped in a little, little little fast and fiery, but for those who don't know, which I,
1: I'm going to assume that's not many, all right. who are you? What do you do? So I'm Pad Chennington, and I am a. primarily, I run a YouTube channel. Um, I kind of talk about all things fascinating about music. That's my new slogan now. For the longest time, I would say Vaporwave Valedictorian. But as I kind of like evolved the channel and just dove into a bunch of different sounds, um i really just at this point i don't even know where the channel's going anymore i just learn things from people who are telling me things in the comment section like hey you should go check out this thing and then i'm like all right let me go look at it and then i'll you know check it out i think it's fascinating and then boom just write a script make a video and that's kind of how the channel is going right now so it's like a ride for me going into the unknown in a way i don't know what's going to end up happening um but you can find me at pat chennington obviously on youtube I'm going to be starting a record label called Cats Kill Records. We kind of have a Twitter and a Twitch all set up. So if you want to go follow that, we got a lot of good music coming out soon. And um, that's that's pretty much it. I made two albums um, a while ago. I plan on making another one in 2021. Uh-huh. So we got that coming. And yeah, that that's pretty much it.
0: A man that wears many hats. I like it. I appreciate <laughs> it. Also. So who are you? We answer that question. Next, the very important question is why why are you here?
1: So um, you reached out to me, and I was really excited when you reached out to me because I saw your video, and we were talking a little bit about this before we jumped in. This dude, like this caretaker video you put out is just absolutely exploding, and I loved it. I'll tell you why I loved it. There are so many (laughs) many videos, and I'm going to be doing a video on the caretaker soon as well. I've been working on it for a long time. I've scrapped the script two times already. Really? And the reason is because, one, there's so many people who have made content on James Leland Kirby's uh, Everywhere at the End of Time. For those who mm-hmm. don't know, it's like a six-stage master class of just ambient and drone and experimental hauntology, all this crazy shit. You probably know what it is. Um, I feel like everyone knows what it is these days, but yeah, you t- you made a take on it and it, it was a awesome mix of like informative and casual. And a lot of people tackle it like so just... I don't know, like we kinda, we know what the themes are about, we know what the album's about and this and that, but you brought like a kind of a a casual and a laid back side to it. And it just, it kept me hooked the whole video. A- and that's, you know, the most important thing. And it's just, your video is exploding. That's so <laughs> fucking sweet that you say that. Yeah, dude, it's it's great. It's like, I saw the other day, I just, I like, cause as I was doing research for, um, cause like I said, I've, I've scrapped my script for the video twice. I need to take a, I- I'm gonna try and do like a whole different take on um the album i mean i'm gonna go into it and explain everything about it and each Mm -hmm. stage and whatnot but i'm also gonna kind of like share a personal story along the way i gotta make it refreshing because like i said there's so many caretaker videos out there
0: that's the thing with the caretaker like i don't know like if i'm just like the luckiest man on on the planet but (laughs) i caught it like the literal crest of the wave before it crashed down and now it's like it's literally like a a pop culture thing almost now like there are tiktok challenges about it
1: i think what what makes it so interesting is it's like and i talk about this in my video it's a subject like the the whole everywhere at the end of time thing it's been talked about so much so it's almost like what kind of video can i even make at this what point can what can be said I, at this point now, yeah what's said that hasn't been said already and in my video I, I talk about how it's it's kind of like uh the discussion on let's say you want to explain your case for why michael jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time it's a story that's been said so many times but the thing is it's so such a fascinating tale whether it's the legacy of michael jordan or just discussing everywhere at the end of time and the connection you feel with it how it makes you feel with the sounds and everything that you just want to contribute to the tale in any sort of way you want to try and just how can i bring some sort of angle to this thing that no one's discovered or explored before and um, it, that's what makes it just a legendary piece of art it's just an amazing discussion concept and you know and i think like i said i think yours was this this casual laid back Kind of funny still very informative and it just it hit it hit real well so big congrats on that dude that's that's fucking Thank awesome you. it's Thank really you. good so
0: that was like the first video that actually like blew up big actually that's a lie i made a video about uh the xbox 360 red ring of death and that like i think mm. that's had like 700 like seven hundred thousand views but god i'm so happy that's not the first one to hit a million i would have been so <laughs> sad if that hit a million but since like the caretakers now getting big and stuff, I'm glad that I can like kind of open the door to a lot of people. I don't want to give myself too, too much credit for it, but like, I definitely caught it. Just like the perfect moment, like right before it went huge. And as it's getting big, everyone's like, okay, what the fuck is this? They Google it and they're like, oh, this dumbass made a video about it. And then they fucking watch it. That's where I think everything's coming from.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that's, it's the YouTube game. You just gotta, it's got a mix of luck. Like what's kind of trending, what's interesting. and. Enticing is a video topic, it's just all these things, and you just like, like you said, you just hit that wave and it's looking real good. You know, hopefully, by the time I don't know when like the podcast goes live or anything like that, when it gets dropped, but I mean, I saw you the other night, you were past 900,000, so you're, you're making moves, baby. You're getting uh, there.
0: The podcast, this episode specifically is going to come out on the 28th of October.
1: Oh, no, okay. So, I'm everyone
0: listening up. on the 28th of October, this is like future stuff for you
1: guys but past stuff for us isn't that 922 crazy? 000 views that's what i shit. see when I, when I type it in that is baller
0: that's definitely gonna be a mil by the end of october definitely hell yeah that's crazy that's just like a number that like st- i i hasn't fully set it in yet i think once it hits the the million i'm gonna be like oh shit
1: yeah once you see it go from digits to just like 1.0 yeah m 1.0 m i can't even fathom that that's that's a crazy concept so
0: that freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> But speaking of catching the wave of YouTube, I'll tell you about how you caught my wave when I was uh, first stumbled upon you. Okay. I don't know how, how like how many people is a uh, what their first video is for the Pad Shannington camp, but my first video was the brutal world of noise music. I mm-hmm. fucking love that video. <laughs> like Thank you, something yeah. about fucking like you explaining. Uh, I like how you focus in on Mersbow for it and mm-hmm. talk about like all the other like the like fucking you went into like. Luigi, funny last name, whatever his name was. You went like <laughs> the, the history of noise music. I was just mm-hmm. extremely impressed. I thought that that was like such an interesting topic to make a video on.
1: Yeah, well, I think it, it kind of also relates to the same concept of you with doing this uh, everywhere at the end of time video, because that that noise video, it's not like I'm necessarily presenting this huge, crazy fact check list video. And so it's more just like how this album made me feel on a conversational level, and it's it's just fun to just be imaginative, and that's how I kind of took the whole noise thing. And I say multiple times in that video, like I don't listen to noise on the regular. Like I'm very new to the whole thing, but I can understand why someone would like it and whatnot. And it, I, I think videos, like especially when it comes to music, because we know online music could be super gatekeepy at times with people, mm-hmm. and like you know, you oh, absolutely just all this shit. And it's that's just it's totally fine. Just that's music. People are in love with it, and there's you know you could take it any way you want. But um, I, I think that video kind of made me realize, you know, just kind of be yourself and, and say how you really feel about a certain thing. You don't have to necessarily spend a month just making this insane historical video, which isn't bad, obviously either. But it's kind of fun just giving your own thoughts and how it makes you feel, and just make a video that's chilling, laid back, and it can go a long way. It comes off very unintimidating. That's even mm-hmm. word, unintimidating. no, yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. No rockets, not just I think it's a word. Yeah, but yes, that that was that one. Um, that was a fun one to make. That was definitely a fun one. It was one of those ones that like just saw a, a lot of growth on the channel too. It kind of just popped off at the time. And yeah, it was it was definitely fun.
0: It's just like a fascinating topic that I don't know if many people talked about it, but you definitely caught it on like a, a good crest of it. And you really went into a deep dive, honestly. For someone that doesn't like listen to noise music a lot, you, mm-hmm. you seem very knowledgeable on the topic. And I'm just scrolling through comments right now. And I'm finding some gatekeepers like you were talking about.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're, it's gonna happen just with literally anything. I just I dropped this this my latest video that I dropped, which is also somehow starting to kind of just explode in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just another thing where it's like you you'll make a, a video and they'll be like, oh, it's not called this; it's called this, and then you just get murdered for it. But it's it's I don't know. It's fun. It's kind of just you know research. Yo, what something.
0: the fuck? This was at like 90k. Like I checked like two hours ago, and fuck, it's already at like 15. Like. 115
1: jesus God. yeah it's it's i don't know it's Holy dude, shit. it's just these enticing obscure genre videos are just they are so interesting for me to make i find them so much fun to do and people seem to just kind of dig it it's just a fun story to hear so i think that's why I, people like it if the music has like a story behind it or like mm-hmm. some
0: form of narrative that's what people yeah. that's what gets them they're like oh fuck, there's backstory i didn't know exactly. about this
1: yeah, it, yeah, it's it's so much more immersive and interactive, and it's just it's the whole experience is just fun, you know. It's just mm-hmm. a fun time. Yeah, with
0: especially with the noise music, I'm reading through comments and people saying like, "Oh, not the noise music one." Sorry, my bad. The uh, the latest one with the the dark genre. People just gatekeeping saying this isn't even dark, bro. I fall asleep to this stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> somebody, oh my god, somebody said something. Someone, I gotta find this comment. I'll send it to you later or something. Let's it was like police. the greatest. It was like one of the greatest comments I've ever seen. It was like one of those just like this is nothing compared to just my mm-hmm. arsenal of a library that I built over the years. And I'm like, oh god, like this is.
0: I found there was one comment like on the video. I thought it was so fucking funny that I like. I usually don't do this, but I screenshotted it and I put it on Instagram. I gotta fucking find it. I don't know why, but it made me laugh. What for your uh, your
1: caretaker one?
0: Yeah, the caretaker one. Fuck, I gotta find this. Oh, it was oh, fuck. Hang on, very professional interview here. Um, <laughs>
1: Go right to the YouTube comments section. Exactly.
0: I usually keep up the YouTube, like keep a tab open with the YouTube comments just in case. All right, here we go. So Jonathan, he's talking about, he says, it's all gaslighting. And Jesus, you will have an excuse. You you poor libtards to have any excuse to make music seem bigger than it really is. Oh, and if you wear a mask, you're a son of a bitch. Take your mask off and face (laughs) the fear that you didn't have before March. Caretaker is not art.
1: I mean that's an that is a that comment is art. Like that is a he has so
0: many different like he, yeah, he went everywhere I was there. I was I was dumb, I was dumbfounded. I was like okay, okay, cool. I just thought that was really funny.
1: Yeah, no, I mean there's the whole YouTube comment uh section is an art form in itself. It's it's, it's fun, but
0: When you were talking about that you get your your uh uh topics for other videos through the YouTube <laughs> comments, that must be such like a balancing act like sorting through all the dog shit in well, there and what ends up happening
1: yeah what ends up happening is usually i'll drop a video and i'm sure this kind of happens for you too but you'll in the beginning you know your subscribers will see it so you know shout out to the you know all the subscribers like they'll just give you know some good suggestions or topics good, honest want to feedback. Discuss, yeah and then once the youtube algorithm starts to push it that's when all <laughs> That's when randos. this wave of comments come in that just like destroy the thing, and it's just like, oh my god! But I think I think after a while, it really just just negative comments kind of come in because like I, I love how like we're kind of going into just a a diagnosis of YouTube videos in general. Which yeah, is fuck it, weird. dude. We're on the platform; we're allowed to. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like looking at this video that just came out the like to dislike ratio is still is like 98.5. So it's still getting likes, but I think after a while, once it leaves your subscriber base and once YouTube starts pushing it, any, like most of the comments that'll come in are just like going to bash you in a way. It's the fucking wild West, dude. (laughs) It it is, it is, but it's all fun. It's all good. Um,
0: I don't know if you have the YouTube notification like the YouTube Studio app on your phone, but like I do, yeah. I don't know if they did this or if this just for me, but for some reason, the notification section, the only thing that they'd put in the notification section for me were negative comments. So every time I got a notification on my phone, like, ooh, new comment, it's a negative comment. I'm like, that's interesting. Fucking-
1: See, for me, I never knew how the notification thing works, but for them, what I've noticed is for the most part, I'll get a notification if someone with a channel that has a good amount of subscribers comments that's what i'll get a notification for but besides oh, that shit. yeah i, I really you never know any what the
0: big do you know any of the big people that follow you or subscribe um
1: to you? oh my god what's his name i i did a video with him too a, a while ago i i forget his name but he does like meme stuff but he commented on I, I, everyone does meme stuff but like and, dark. and uh that popped up for me so i was like oh look at that that's pretty cool but but yeah, I never really knew how like the push notifications work. I think that's what it shows.
0: I know that there's a like for the on your YouTube for the YouTube Studio. There's a way to check subscriber count for subscribers that you have and see the highest one.
1: Look at that! See, I, I don't even know half the shit in my YouTube Studio.
0: <laughs> I just stumbled upon it and I was like, okay, I'm curious who my biggest like subscribed follower is, and it is uh, a gentleman by the name of Nearly Senior Citizen Gamer. That's never heard of them. <laughs> I would not expect that. It's, I think it's just an old dude, like, from what it looks like. It's just an old dude that just, like, mm. plays, like, vaguely, like, copyrighted, like, shitty uh, fucking, like, Flash games. Okay. And he has, like, tw- 200K uh, subscribers, but oh, he gets, man. like, 20, like, 200 views a video. I don't know. There's something, something fishy going on here, but I, I thought it was funny when I saw it. <laughs> but, dude, you're you fucking... You've been popping off for a while. You've been at this YouTube game for, like, a little bit since, like two uh two years ago yeah
1: yeah about it's actually gonna be I've, i i realized this today my three-year anniversary on youtube will be on the 28th was when i made my first video of this of month, october of october so it's gonna be three whole goddamn years and holy it's, shit this podcast comes out on your anniversary oh yeah oh yeah yeah. Oh, yeah you're, you're right shit. happy anniversary perfect. holy shit that's that marketing, marketing right there Dude, Promoted marketing, the shit out of that. Let's fucking go.
0: That's sick. Three years. How, how have the? How's it been since the, the you started compared to now in those three years?
1: I mean, it's definitely different. I've learned a lot in regards to just uh, video production. I still have a lot to learn. I mean, I'm still using a MacBook, and I don't. I don't even have a mouse. I use the touchpad still. Like, Ooh, I'm still animal, so far behind. Animal. <laughs> so far behind. But, um, I think the one thing was I never wanted to uh, make a make a channel that felt like you were just watching another YouTube channel. I know that's kind of surface level. Anyone would want their YouTube channel to not be just another YouTube channel, but like to this day, I really do. I try my best to respond to all my comments and and everything. I want it to be more than just, you know, a guy that you can't connect with. Like I want this whole thing to be just a conversation between me and you. It's more than the video. It goes into the comments section, you know, we'll do live stream Q and A's and I just want to make it as interactive as possible because I think interaction is just the key to growth. my engagement engagement yeah and it'll take you know certain things may take a long time like i think you know shock factor on youtube like thumbnails that are super 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 clickbaity. you know those will obviously get you your numbers but i think if you do it the right way you know you you build interesting topics you build a good subscriber base and and everything like that I, i don't think you could go wrong that way and um yeah and you got you also got to be I think if you really want to make a YouTube channel, you got to be in it for the long haul. Like I just, Mm -hmm. I, and you have to love it. Like I am obsessed with making YouTube videos. It's so much fun. Absolutely agree. And you know, I'm just like, I'm already working on this, this caretaker. I think once you see like one of your videos start to pop off, you just get this rush of inspiration in your life. It's literally a drug,
0: literally a drug. Yeah, yeah,
1: it is, it is. And you're like, I got to get right back. I got to get right back into it. I have to just start making something right now. And that's it. It's it's addicting. It's so addicting. But like I said earlier, once you get that product out and you just start seeing, you know, the numbers go up, it is all worth it. It's so much fun.
0: It fuels the addiction, like seeing the numbers go up. and You're like, oh, shit, I want to make more of this. And then if you make yeah. more, get the, get the more numbers like, oh, shit, like it's literally a drug. Like you take it, you want more and more and more until you're yep. fucking like Jake Paul and doing <laughs> shit <sighs> getting
1: raided by the FBI. One day we'll be driving Lambos. Yes, sir, baby.
0: I can't wait. Dude, I'm fucking so excited to drive Lambos. Something that you've been collecting besides Lambos are vinyl records. And (laughs) I'm a huge vinyl record guy. And I really appreciate how much you talk about vinyl records, especially Vaporwave (laughs) vinyl, because that's such like a a niche like not really scratching the surface subject but like you yeah you put it in such a way that i'm like fuck there's literally this entire world that i don't know about and i'm learning <laughs> about and this is fucking crazy
1: yeah it's the vaporwave vinyl community is an awesome little scene and i mean for a long time there was never really any physicals there was cassettes you know but then the vinyl started to slowly slowly pour in and nowadays in the scene it's like almost everything's on vinyl and it's uh, it's mm-hmm. just an amazing way you know to preserve the work of another artist to just support your artists and just hold that creation in a tangible way. You know, just, I, I, I love just opening up like a gatefold LP and looking at the artwork on the inside and the color. And, you know, maybe I'm over-exaggerating everything, but it's just fun. It just evolves. Oh, ab- absolutely in
0: not. Everything you just yeah. said, I absolutely agree
1: with. I <laughs> absolutely agree with it. It evolves everything in an awesome way. And there, it's a great uh, conversation piece. Like I just love like, you know, couple friends over have a bottle of whiskey hang out for the night we don't feel like going out i mean now we're never going out with covid but we're just boys. chilling you know just have a couple drinks of whiskey just throw records on talk about the records like just and the sound quality is great so it's just it sounds better It genuinely sounds better so it's just it's a good time it's a good time oh, and,
0: um, i used to have a shitty record player and then i was like oh shit vinyl records just don't sound good and then i like <laughs> I, I nutted up and I got a, a big boy record player. I'm like, oh no, they hell sound yeah. good. It's just my fault.
1: Yeah, no, once you make that jump to like a decent record player, and it's all about your sound system too. You know, if you run everything mm-hmm. right, um, you could get some really, really good sounds, so. Oh, now um, my shit is crystal clear. I love it. Hell yeah. just fantastic. Uh, do, do you actually, do you have um any of the caretaker vinyl by any chance? Okay,
0: no. so this is a big thing. I tried. So this is another, this is another reason that I was like kind of scared. I'm like, I think Leland, like James Leland Kerb, like possibly listen to my video because I was on Reddit just scrolling, you know, doing my thing, and okay. then I saw like I'm I'm up with this uh, this I think it's like vinyl record uh, it's some thing with vinyl records where people like post about new records coming out or restocks, and I saw it was like caretaker everywhere at the end of time is is getting a restock on vinyl I'm like holy fuck like this is like yeah. two like two months after I made the video I'm like holy shit and as like this came out I looked at the post like twenty minutes after. All gone. Oh my God. And yeah,
1: they, like, go yeah you they go fast. I go to do. Discogs, you, you look anything up. I actually, so I reached out to James. I reached, I emailed him. Holy um, shit. I was like, a, a while ago, I emailed him. I was like, hey, uh, this must've been like, I think around June is when I started the first script for this video. And then I scrapped that one, but I was like, hey, look, you know, I'm doing a video on everywhere at the end of time. I, I kind of gave him a sure. pitch. Yeah, I would love to have any commentary. But then I also asked at the end, I was like, by any chance, because this has worked for me before. Um, you know, just try this. If there's a record you really want for anyone listening to this, I always tell people just ask. The the best thing you can do in life is just ask someone a question. So I asked him, I was like, hey, um, is there any chance, you know, there's a back, you know, just ec- any extra copies of any of your records on vinyl? I know he, he was dropping stuff on like, boom, I think it's Boomcat cat is the name of the. Interview. I
0: think it's like book or something like that. Let me see. I'm like 25% sure. Yeah. We can't get our facts right. We can't get our facts nope. wrong here that we need to. A-
1: Nice, exactly. so it's it's called so independent music selling specialist. It's Boomcat is the name of the site, and most of his stuff was dropped on there. So I was asking, him, is there anything, you know, you could find? He unfortunately said, that, oh. no, he checked, there was nothing. Um, but wait,
0: you talked to you talked to the caretaker?
1: Yeah, I actually oh, had a shit. yeah, I had it. got a couple emails in, and I asked him, you know, if he wanted to um, to give any commentary on the project, and he, the way he responded. I think was perfect because so he said he didn't want to give any commentary and the reason why he didn't want to give it was because the way he made the album and the way he worded the track list, the story was so obvious that he was like, what else can I really say about just the themes? Like, what would you want me to say? And I I was really happy he gave me that answer because it just ties into the whole theme. One of the themes present in my video, which is what else can we say about this, like this project? It's just what Mm -hmm. else, you know, he retired it. It's done. There's nothing left. That's it. Everyone's talked about it. He's he's done with it. He's retired the caretaker. I think in 2019 it was done. He, you're oh my dude, you were like literally blowing my mind right now. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) No. So it it was it was like I just heard this back from him. It was kind of awesome to hear. And I I, like I said, I was happy in a way that he worded it that way. And he kind of didn't give me something because it's true. Like what else is he gonna tell me that we don't know already? Um shit oh my god uh one of his earlier works from 2011 an, an empty bliss it's like an empty mm-hmm. bliss beyond the uh, from beyond this or world like absolutely yeah which i personally recommend more than everywhere at the end of time just because i think it kind of takes a, a, the it makes everywhere at the end of time a practical listen cuz it brings it to mm-hmm. like you know it definitely condenses it. not as long cadence is it it, it kind of does yeah. the same thing
0: i listen to it and i think that if you were to I wouldn't recommend like everywhere at the end of time for someone to like put on when they're like hanging with the boys or something, but like <laughs> empty bliss beyond this world. That's like a more, like you said, it's a,
1: a con- like accessible, condensed a little bit. Yes. Version that's of what perfect, we're talking about. That's yeah. But they are supposed to be doing a repress on that. So, and that's supposed Ooh. to be coming out before the end of the year. Okay, I think I'm so we're so get ready because I know I'm gonna be I really don't buy vinyl anymore I'll just get it from um, like I still go garage sale. me and my girlfriend love going to garage sale. So if I find anything there I'll pick up records there. Um, and then every once in a while like a label will send me, you know some records But uh, this this is one. This is one. I will not miss like I will be purchasing this
0: shit. All right, so I I'm going to fucking reveal the, I'm going to pull back the curtain real quick. I was going to do like a bit about like, I was going to come on and I was going to be like fake hostile and be like, so you're making a caretaker video, uh, you're step on my <laughs> turf, explain yourself. But like, now I'm like, I'm actually like <laughs> genuinely very excited to see the video. Now that I know you actually talked to James and Kirby.
1: Yeah, it's going to be, I actually, I got you in the script. There's a part of the second yeah, of the video I talk about. you. So, yeah. yeah. I actually, that's let me, hold on. Ball i'm gonna give you you're gonna get a sneak peek let me pull up the Ooh. script
0: sneak peek wait Let's when see. is the video gonna come out is this gonna be a sneak peek for the podcast like when the viewing world listens to it or is a so, sneak peek for me
1: it's honestly i'm not even sure if the video will be out by the time the podcast comes out right, i, wanted, right, to, I wanted yeah i wanted to get it out um by the end of this weekend but as i'm making this video it is gonna be way too long and I, there's no way i'm gonna finish it. But. So th- let, me, let me get to the part where I, I refer to you. Uh,
0: it's a big fucking thing, dude. Like the editing process for me took like a little bit, even though like I'm not doing any like crazy edits or things like that. Just the fact of like listening to it and taking notes and trying to explain my thoughts and all that shit. That was like, that was probably like one of the biggest videos like time-wise it ever took me to make. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure you could agree too. Like I've had so much fun making this video, like just listening, oh, yeah. putting the album on just over and over again. And it, it's just- How many times I you listen to it? Oh my God. Well, it's so in, in full. Full, Like how many times it in full? In a genuine sitting down, mm-hmm. like listening to the whole thing. Yep. I've, I've done it twice before. All right, um, I, I did it twice too, respectable. Yeah, I did it a while ago. And then the second time was when I was writing the first script that I scrapped for this video. I, I listened to the whole thing in its entirety while I was writing the video. Okay. Um, But I mean, I think most people, I don't even think, I, I just know for a fact, like most people will really only listen to stage one, two, maybe three. I find it, like, pretty hard, like, for someone to really, like, go out of their way to listen to stage four to six.
0: Those are the ones that get fucking crazy, because, like, it's a big jump from, like, one, two, three. Like, those are, like, chill. I think they're, like, 45 minutes or something. And then four,
1: fucking, that's, like, an hour and a half. It just fucking- Yeah. I know. (laughs) And the thing is, when you listen to the album in its entirety, once you get to that point, Kirby's production is so amazing. He, He, like, and this is something I talk about in the video, too. It's like his, his production is just like a slow IV drip, right? Like it's it's just this super Ooh. gradual buildup that's just being injected in you. And you that's eventually- That's a great way to put it, shit. It, it's, it's so slow that you don't even feel the change necessarily. I mean, there's there's one part between stage three and four where there's kind of like a hard cut. Yeah, yeah. Kind of gives you a little it jump. It like
0: cuts out a little bit. You're like, okay. Yeah,
1: and, and, but still in four, like stage four compared to stage six, stage six is way more just minimal and just- rooting and oh dude that that fucking that face scares the shit out of me i hate i hate listening to it it's wild and once when you listen to the whole thing in one sitting though you get you don't even realize half the time at least for me like the music just fades away i don't even realize that it's there you know so exactly um but what we were going uh, into before so in one section of this video i i start talking about the artwork so i'll just give a little blurb from my script um and i go i go the project six part series was released throughout a period of three years each release or stage is accompanied by paintings from english artist ivan seal as we progress through each stage we begin to see the artwork decay along the way becoming less concrete and more abstract until we hit the last stage where we're given nothing but a board and tape it's all very imaginative and creates a personal opportunity for you to relate the artwork with whatever sound is going on at that time in the project the duo of Kirby and Seal is really the perfect combo—a pairing of artwork and music that evolves the intended moves and uncanny undertones present throughout the entirety of *Everywhere at the End of Time*. Like I said earlier, there are way too many video essays out there that do a—there are way too many video essays out there that do a very good job at exploring *Everywhere at the End of Time*. But one video in particular that presents the beauty in this connection between the music of Kirby and the artwork of Seal is this video right here by YouTuber A Bucket of J. I'll leave a link to that in the v- description below for those who want to explore that artwork aspect a little bit more. Let's go. So I got you in there, baby. Let's fucking so go. Perfect. I got air you horns. in there. Air horns are playing right now. Yes, sir. In this air horn. I Let's fucking go. Yeah, nice. and like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I just really appreciate the, the take you made with that video because compared Thank to you, all bro. the other caretaker videos out there, it was different. And I have to be different with this one too because there's so much everywhere at the end of time shit out there. There's so much of it. So... You know, I, I wanted to throw something in for you. And uh, what yeah, a guy.
0: I like how you like put me in for the, the album covers. I didn't even think about like I went too deep in the album covers, but like thinking back, I kind of did. Yeah, you, but that's the
1: thing. Stuff. That's what I noticed. about People, they just jump right into the music and the themes, but they don't they'll explore the artwork. Like there was that video where it's it's like, can you name one thing in this picture? Mm-hmm. And I know you were talking about that, but you really you spent a good amount of time. And I, I was pretty hooked on that section of the video. So
0: I'm a big album cover, dude. What can I say? Which is yes, kind sir. of bringing me to a point that I want to talk about is that you yeah. are a graphic designer, yeah? Mm-hmm. That is why the respect between the both of us is quite mutual because, like, you're, you're the graphic design YouTube man and I'm a bit of a graphic design YouTube man. And I just find a connection between that. And I like yeah. seeing working graphic designers talking about, like, what they do, especially in a YouTube sense. And I think that's mad respect that you're, like, A graphic designer, and you're doing all this shit for, you know, either whether that be Cats Kill the YouTube thumbnails or they're like your own music.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing, and this could be the same for you obviously, you do graphic design, you save a ton of money not outsourcing it. So I just, you know, do all the design work myself, which is great. So that's the first thing. And the second thing was the whole reason why I started the channel was because I, I graduated college in 2015 and jumped right into, you know, stereotypical cubicle. Graphic design job. Oh, I was working oh, for a, a textile company, and I was designing the packaging oh, for like bedding and and curtains oh, wow. and pillows. chills down my spine. You know, like at first, like I I got the job, and I was like, oh, like this is great. This is what I'm supposed to do. Like I'm mm-hmm. out of school, blah blah blah. But like slowly, you realize, like shit, this is awful. It's just <laughs> you know like, nine to five. You're just getting paid shit money, and you're designing. You know, you're like a robot, and after a while, after like a year of it, or like a year and a half, I was like, I, I can't do this. Like, the, I need to have a creative outlet. Like, I need to do it. I need, you know, money. I need to pay my student loans. I need to pay this, yeah. my car payment, whatever it is. But I was like, I need to find a creative outlet for what I used to feel with art. Because back in college, like, I don't know if you went to school for graphic design, but I did. And yep, going to school you, right you now. Feel, you, so you feel like. I don't know where your teachers push you. I didn't go to an art school. I went to like a, just a regular college. I went to a regular just, college
0: too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the, going the
1: curriculum, it. it's very, it's super laid back. I don't know about yours. I'm going to put your, your college up. But for me, it was super laid back. And it was like, you know, just be yourself and do this. But no one kind of taught you, you know, what the real world's like and what the business side of art is like. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, you need to know like everything about the creative suite and, and Photoshop, Illustrator. You need to know the inside and out. And in college, mm-hmm. I like. I, I knew like 20 different things that I was good at in in Photoshop or Illustrator. and I would just nonstop do those. And then the real world comes it smacks you in the face, whatever. But what I'm getting to is it kind of sucks because you just you, you get out of school and then you realize what the corporate art world is like. And I was like, I can't have that because I miss feeling like genuinely excited about making art. So mm-hmm. I around this time, I also discovered Vaporwave and I was like, you know what? Why not? make a youtube video that would be fun like spend a couple nights you know one day this week going home and writing a script and and making a video and i I didn't think about starting a channel anything like that and i put the video outlet for your creativity yeah that's exactly what it was so that's what it started as and it still is obviously but that was the main thing it wasn't to start a channel it was just to like like just make some like some sort of art like this design something and and i always thought it would be cool like to just make a youtube video anyway so i made that and then there was like, a you know, some small reception on that. Like some people were like, oh, you should you know, make another video, whatever, whatever. So I did. And then three years later, we're here. And uh, like, it's it's crazy how much it's grown. But the whole graphic design aspect is just, it, it's huge knowing uh, just kind of how to work Adobe myself and, and all that stuff. It saves me so much time. And I kind of get to use, I still work a regular graphic design job, like a salary yeah. nine to five job. And having Pad Channington now Has completely changed my life because it's made me a better worker at my normal day job. I kind of just, you know, do my mundane, mindless work in a way. I'll put my music on and just zone out and just crush out whatever work I gotta do, whatever designs I gotta do at work. But then when I, you know, I'm done for the day and I get to make a video and design that, that's where I really get to be creative. And it's just great. So, like I tell anyone, if, if you've ever wanted to start a YouTube channel, don't start one because you wanna be like a successful YouTuber. Not saying that's wrong, but don't you know put all your marbles on that and your happiness depends Mm -hmm. on if you're successful or not but it's an amazing way to just creatively express yourself and let you know a mundane routine get distilled out you know out of your body and you could just make a video it's fun it's a lot of fun i'm sure you felt the same thing you know especially with that caretaker video it's just Mm -hmm.
0: that's what i did before the the caretaker video i i told myself i'm like all right 2020 is I'm going to mm-hmm. make this the year where I'm just going to grind. So like at the start of 2020 in like January, I just fucking I went nuts to butts. I'm like, I'm just going to fucking do a lot of shit and see if this gets traction. And uh by, by golly, did, did I get some traction? But <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to pull no wall over anyone's eyes that it took a very long time. So if anyone's out there, like if you make like four or five videos and you're like oh shit this isn't worth it i'm not getting anything that's not the attitude that you need you gotta like no. you need a grind before shit pops off you know
1: yeah it's all about it's all about consistency and it's like you just set yourself up and be like i'm going to discipline myself and i'm going to make a video you know one video every blah 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 days and and when at least to get the ball rolling you know once this once you get a good subscriber count it'll kind of just grow naturally in a way snowball like, yeah Yeah. So it'll kind of just grow naturally. But if you do want to like base a lot of the happiness you're going to get out of YouTube on being successful, you got to be consistent. You got to just just say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to spend the time. I'm going to learn different editing techniques. I'm going to do everything I can to stick out from the rest. And um, yeah, I I recommend anyone uh, make a YouTube channel. It is a, a lot of fun.
0: You know, it's a lot of fun very very wise words coming from uh mr pad Channington. another question that i was curious about this is kind of like for me and for audience members patreon mm-hmm. is a big thing with uh, yeah. youtubers and stuff like that how does one know when they're big enough to create a patreon
1: do it do it no uh whenever you want because mm. any any amount of money you know, everyone has their own financial situations and any amount of money can help you. And I know a, a goal of mine is to be able to do Pat Jennington full time, full time, um, yeah. you know? So, and early on, I was like, I was researching, you know, what can I do to build multiple sources of income with the channel, you know, it's without business, being some man. like, you know, without being some like pushy asshole, just like only focusing on that. Like, what could I do? Um, and and Patreon is a great way, you know, cause it's, it's also an opportunity for you to, uh, give you know people who watch your videos just all these cool rewards and all that shit we we know the, sh- the spiel like we've heard youtubers say it all the time guys join
0: my patreon for some <laughs> exclusive rewards
1: yep so it's it's good though i i would say just just do it whenever you want you know it's there's it doesn't hurt and uh you'll be surprised like when i started my patreon i i thought i wasn't gonna get anyone like when i started it and I ended up getting like, I think three patrons in the first week. And that was like huge for me. I always like, nothing to wag a stick at, man. <laughs> so that, and that was at the time too, where just YouTube nowadays is kind of like, they're, they're really, I, I feel like I'll give them some credit. They are figuring some things out. It feels like the platform's getting a little better, but back yeah, in like 2017, bit. 2018, oh the my worst god! worst time like, to be a YouTuber why. ever. Dude, <laughs> I hit the, I hit the, the requirements to get monetization Oh yeah. Oh what dude, I forgot about the monetization shit. Yeah, I, I hit oh, the requirements oh. and they were supposed to reach out to me within a week. I didn't end up getting I they didn't end up reaching out to me for a year and a month, I remember. Jesus Christ. It was insane. And it was getting to the point where I was like, I was really doing it. I was spending a lot of my time doing it. And don't get me wrong, I was still doing it, you know, for the fun, but I was like, you know, after a while, I was like, it would be nice to make some extra money for this and maybe yeah. somehow get to doing it full time one day. Um and then finally, like, you know, the, the whole monetization thing clicked and whatnot. But yeah, like just totally anyone, you know, make a Patreon, whenever. You'll be surprised who who wants to support you. And uh anything will help. So
0: what a dog shit platform that we love. God, YouTube needs to get its shit together. <laughs> I know. Oh, don't get
1: me wrong, there are there are still some very just it's like stupid things about the platform. Oh my god. You know, you know really quick, you know what's one thing I noticed the other day? Like one thing, I don't know why this isn't an option on YouTube. Why don't they have an option? This seems so simple to implement. Why can't they make a thing where for all of your thumbnails that exist on YouTube at the moment, you can make a little like a watermark thing in the top left corner of all your thumbnails to kind of brand your channel. Because from what it seems like now, if I wanted to do that, like if I wanted to put my icon at the top take. left corner of my thumbnail. Literal I have, yeah, <laughs> I have to go through every thumbnail in Photoshop and re-upload it. That's and it's a just, smart like, that's a smart idea, actually. Right? Like shouldn't that be a thing? Like you could just a one click thing where like your logo goes to the top left corner of all your thumbnails. They have
0: with- the shit for the fucking like the videos, the branding thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Why can't they do it for yeah, the yeah. thumbnails?
1: That sounds like easier than doing it exactly so i was just thinking cause you go on the you go on your youtube homepage and a lot of those big youtubers like they'll have the little brand in like the top left corner a little logo mm-hmm. and it kind of just you know adds to the brand of their video and i feel like that could help a lot of youtubers so youtube what are you doing let's, let's make that thing a reality there's so many stupid yeah. things on youtube that fucking should YouTube, exist man. You know?
0: god what a dogshit platform we love what a fucking <laughs> wild world but you Mr. Pat you've turned me on to a lot of a lot of good artists. Like I was a complete—I did not know jack shit about vaporwave. I saw Floral Shot before. Like I saw the the thumbnail of it, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, "Okay, I know what this is." That was about as far as my extent of you know the vaporwave world went. But you've opened me up to like some surprisingly co- cool musicians. Not even like necessarily vaporwave, because the first video that I saw that I didn't even know that was you. It was the fucking uh, uh, it was the ten like. Like scare ter- most terrifying, uh, thirteen most disturbing albums on the in- the internet. Okay, you turned me on. To, I believe I think it was the first one that you talked about, Maynad Vile with uh, Yeah Body yeah. Count. You turned me on to yeah. that. I really fucking like that record. <laughs> awesome, but dude, you
1: turned me on to like a lot of cool shit. That's that's the the most important thing to me. I think with this channel is just it's like just giving the music that I like to listen to or that I just simply find interesting. You know, it could be something that I stumble upon and I listen to it for a minute and I'm like, okay, I'm going to include this in a video somehow because this is just interesting. And it kind of just gives these artists that are really obscure and, you know, we'll get a couple hits, you know, maybe a day, like yeah, it brings some heads over to them. It gives them some listens that they deserve. They truly deserve. So I I always want this platform that I've built to be a place for artists to have their music be heard, you know, and there's so much music out there. I'm never going to run out of a topic. Yeah. To talk about so, um but that that's that's amazing to hear that you know you found music from the channel because that's like I said that's the goal is just dude you got me
0: I'm a fucking Bandcamp gang bro I like I never like use Bandcamp and then after like I'm like okay all of these albums are like mostly on Bandcamp and there was like a period where I did like a plunge like every like week I'd go like buy I'd actually purchase them off Bandcamp like I bought oh, I bought the Towers record that you talked about love that video by yeah. the way. Uh, awesome, Weak Waves dude. by Sea of Dogs, uh, mm-hmm. Nothing, It's Too Late, uh, ch- 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 uh, Super Sex 400, uh, 420, The Split mm-hmm. EP, Haircuts for Men, I don't know what it's called, it's in uh, a different language, but it's the one with the the renaissance head and it's like all red, the album cover, that's a fucking sick album. Oh, oh.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah.
0: It's a beautiful album cover, but yeah dude, you fucking got me into like a lot of, I was on a big vaporwave kick when I found your channel, I'll give you that much. Awesome.
1: And the, all the albums you just named, like that has a real diverse blend right there. So that's, that's good to hear too. That kind of, it's just a mix of everything, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is is really cool. Bandcamp's great. You know, they do these, um, and they've been doing a lot of them recently. They do these things called Bandcamp Fridays, where they just wave all of the money they make. And after COVID it's like started Bandcamp Fridays. That's sick. Yeah. It's so awesome to see because now artists obviously figured out like, okay, Let's just release all our shit on a Bandcamp Friday. Why wouldn't we do that? And yeah, you true. would think Bandcamp would notice that, but no, they're just letting it go. Like it's still yeah. going. They're still doing these Bandcamp Fridays, and it's it's awesome. They're really they really cool
0: very battle. for the artist. Yeah, definitely so. love the artist, bro. Not like YouTube that actually hates people. <laughs> Did you see the thing the the YouTube tweeted that everyone got mad about?
1: No, what they say no. okay
0: i need people more people know about this because I think, I think it's really fucking funny youtube tweeted like it was like a meme and it was like nobody absolutely nobody uh youtubers and then it was like stretching the video to 15 minutes uh so i can get ad revenue or something and everyone was fucking losing their minds in the comments Wait, like, like, like why
1: would they say that because the reason their limits and and policies and what we need to do to get ad revenue i just
0: thought it was funny like how like offended people got like this is horrible youtube is not for the creators at all like
1: yeah but the other thing is how too, they is, get their money yeah of course and um they they have nothing to lose at this point like who the hell i don't think anyone's gonna ever be able to take over youtube i mean it's under google no, um god and, like, no, how the how, who the fuck's gonna beat them like it's not like there's another platform coming out so you gotta beat them at their motion. own game yeah <laughs> You got to beat them at their own game. Just like figure, you know, figure it out. Figure out how to make your channel enticing, how to keep people, you know, watching your videos. And mm-hmm. like I said earlier, it's just, I think it comes down to consistency. It comes down to engagement, responding to your comments, making people feel like you're not just a video. You're an actual person and you're down to earth and you can have mm-hmm. a conversation with people. And all those little things, you know, go a long way. And
0: They come for the topic, but stay for the personality.
1: That's a good way to put it. Good mm-hmm. way to put it.
0: <laughs> Speaking of coming and staying for personalities, you mm-hmm. have uh, you you make music too as well. I want to touch upon mm-hmm. this because I listen sure. to your albums. And I'm like, damn, that shit fire. Did oh, yeah. uh, did the did you talking about music come before you the love of making
1: music or how like which came first, making the music or talking about music? So I made. um i made everything after i started talking about music but i i played uh drums growing up and a little bit of bass in college nice. i picked the bass up because i was like nice. i remember i went to a, a young the giant concert in, in yo shout out to young the giant that is a name i've not good. heard in years yeah so i i was like in all those bands back in college and i went to one of their shows and they just like killed it and the front man like he was going nuts and having a good time and like and I was like, "Damn, I don't want. I don't want to be a drummer in the back. I want to be in the front. Like, I I just want to be in the front. I want to like jam out and like you know do my thing. So I picked up the bass and everything like that. But in regards to digital production, I never made anything digital. I would in college like in Fruity Loops make like just stupid basic beats like that my roommate would like rap off of. It was literally nothing. <laughs> it was all stock plugins and drums and everything like that. But mm-hmm. once I started the channel. And this is kind of what happened with starting a record label, um, which I can't really say it because it's not out, but once it is out, I could, I guess I could add that to the belt. But, we'll have you, we'll we- have you on again so you can talk about the record label. Oh, hell yeah. So there's <laughs> that and then um, doing festivals. Like you just, as I talk more and more about it, I'm like, I want to do it myself. Like, and I don't care that I've never done it before. I don't even care that, you know, maybe the production isn't going to be the tightest thing in the world, or whatever, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to just mm-hmm. try, you know, I'm going to try. and And that's what I ended up doing with the music. So, I dropped contrast in 2019, I think. I think, Tom, yeah, 2019. February, February 2019, I dropped contrast, and that was just I worked on that album for I think it was a little over three months, and I kind of just stopped making Ooh, you three months. Shit. Yeah, yeah, I kind of stopped making it. I watched a lot of tutorials, and I do got to give a lot of, uh, you know, shout outs to other artists in the scene. I reached out to and was like, hey, you know, can you give me some tips on this? Like, what's the Guess best so. way to get a really good, like, daft punk sounding bass <laughs> like well how do i do that like how do i make it sound all the like, droopy and like how do i get that justice distortion just shit like that i i no.
0: not... fucking but... shout out justice dude like, no one no one knows about fucking shout out justice dude i'm yeah. i'm digging these fucking callbacks bro
1: dude yeah cross i was listening to um what song came up it was like two minutes or three minutes to midnight. Is the name of the song off of Cross, which is like their most famous album. And that mm-hmm. album is that album deserves a video in itself. Maybe I'll I'll do that one day. But that's
0: a good idea, yeah. actually. Yeah, justice. Shout out to justice. Not a bad idea. Yeah, fucking shout out, out to Justice. Out to justice. But, but since you're a graphic designer, your mm-hmm. album covers are fucking fire. I'm looking at contrast Dang right now. Goddamn.
1: Yeah, that that was fun to make. So that was just a mix of just vectors and shapes and Illustrator, and then I just um, I took pictures of just different uh, like. It was like a mix of different cloth and like just things on fucking Google Images I also dragged too. And I just overlaid and, you know, soft light and all those different, you know, overlaying layers to create this really cool, just like wild abstract, like paper mache looking thing. Um, So that was, that was contrast and that was fun. And then my second album was Dew Dropper, which came out a couple months later. Um, and both albums are pretty similar they're they're all sample based but the next album i want to do i want to do completely with no features and all sample free material i'm gonna teach Ooh, myself some goddamn instruments it. and that's to it so yeah dude, that's that's the point i'm excited to see where your
0: music goes because i'm listening to it. i'm like damn this shit fucks thanks dude do you have any plans to pull a joji because a lot of like youtubers i talk about they're like yeah, like I was talking to Volksgeist and he was like, yeah, my plan is mm-hmm. like, I kind of want to do a Joji, like make the videos. And then at some point she'd be like, all right, see ya. And then just like start making, you know, music, ambient music he wants to make, which is kind of yeah. sick.
1: That is sick. Um, And that's also a great channel. I just watched a video um, from them the other day. I forgot what it was. But
0: oh, he's, he's, on the, he's on the podcast.
1: Oh, that's awesome. I got to check that he's out. He's coming out. What the fuck is today? Two days,
0: uh, Wednesday, it's going to be out. Oh, dude, it's, that's for recording this Wednesday. Okay
1: sweet yeah that's all i mean i think that's so cool i i think after a while you talk about music so much you just you kind of like it's inevitable i feel you're gonna want to make some you know so i think that's what ends up happening to some It's what happened to me i mean for me my goal is to eventually um this is the dream the dream is in like five years i want to be able to open up a cafe a catskill records cafe and it would be just my entire record collection just in the fucking store and anyone could just throw my records on just do whatever they want um actually that's a great idea. yeah that's the dream so like uh, it's like a half record store half cafe and then um just run the record label that's it that's that's really the dream i would say after a while so
0: that's actually sick do you have any uh copies left of like your music on vinyl because i'm looking at the band camp i see contrast has a a vinyl record released Yeah, do any more of those exist or have they all been sold
1: they probably so uh alan at core spec records uh, which is an awesome awesome record label in the vapor we've seen and one of the nicest guys to work with so shout out to alan he picked up contrast to do a vinyl release on it and um i don't like i don't have any of my music on spotify or anything that has ads and if i like i have my songs on youtube on my yeah. channel but i turn monetization off i just and I'm not saying people who do this, you know, obviously then, then Vape Wave wouldn't really work. But I just believe, like, for me personally, like, I'm a YouTuber. I just wanted to make this music as a fun way to just make music. And I don't want to necessarily, yeah, I don't want to make, yeah. yeah, and I also, I don't want to get fucking hit for copyright at the same Touché, time. So it's, it's like, off. it's like a mix of both. So I was like, you know what? Um, I didn't want to do physicals at first. I really didn't want to do them. And then I was like, look, you know, let's let's do something that core spec people want it. And we started talking about, it. I was like, all right, let's do a small little vinyl run. how many uh, were there i think 300 in total Oh, okay yeah so there's 300 of those and uh, i think they went the first day which was which was awesome but you know i mean with with that you have your own record on vinyl yeah i do i do i made sure i was like alan you gotta send me like a if you didn't fucking copy your own no no no, i was like alan you gotta send me you know i have to have at least a copy of it just to like like this is my record
0: flex a little bit yeah
1: so yeah, it was it was really fun. Um, but once right. I make sample-free stuff, that's when I'm gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna push this shit everywhere. I'm gonna do physicals, yeah. I'm gonna do the whole thing. So we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll definitely see what happens. 2021 is gonna be an interesting year. 2020 oh, was uh, obviously a dud in a way. In a yeah. way. You know, bittersweet, because we, we a lot of us got to stay home and yeah. discover the content we wanted to make and, and stuff like that, so it is bittersweet. 2020 was 2020
0: was such a conflicting year for me because it was so yeah. dog shit for everything else but this is when i started like getting traction so can't hate yeah. 20 much but you know
1: yeah. you know it what really. i gotta what about you what's so what's your plans what do you want to do with the channel going forward I, now? I, now you have this big fucking video what are you gonna do now to follow it up what are you gonna do right
0: what i want what i want to do because i want I'm, I'm definitely talking about more i have videos planned of like albums i want to talk about that are cool. Or like story-based or like something that really fascinates me. Like uh, the next two videos that I'm working on making. Do you know who Ana Frango Electrico is? I have no idea,
1: but that sounds so fun to say.
0: So, I know, right? Someone uh, someone like t- uh, DM'd me on Instagram. They're like, hey, check this out. And I was like, okay, cool. And I'm listening to it. And I'm like, wow, this is like a nice, it's Brazilian. Like it's a Brazilian like pop rock kind of thing. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Shit, shit, this is pretty cool. I'm like... This, this list is like sounds like I had this vague notion listening to him like I've heard this somewhere before and I'm like th- it sounds like it's from the 60s I'm listening to him like shit it's in it's Brazilian and I don't speak any Portuguese at all and I'm like okay I've definitely heard this before and then after I finished listening to it, I did research and this came out like a year ago that I have this oh. such strange inclination of listening to this like a such distinct memory. Of like listening to it when I was like about waist height, but it never happened. And I just want to talk about that because I find that so like strange and fascinating that a a record could have such like weird sounds. But along with that, some more more ambient music because a lot of the caretaker comments were telling me to listen to this one group by the name of how to disappear completely that's one that yes one be a, dude that, you know?
1: do that mm-hmm. please you would make a great video on that i almost made a video on the exact album you're going to be talking about because i know what i
0: don't want to dive into like the whole discography kind of like if not like the entire discography because they have, they have a lot like the major like records like oh fuck, i don't know what it's called but like starts with an s whatever the record is there's the one,
1: it's like just the all black cover. It's like really yes. dark. That's the yeah, one I'm I've heard. From, yeah. Bounce to fall asleep to or something like that, right? I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, can... yeah. Hold on, what is yeah, this? Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, we, I have
0: a computer in front of me. Let's just fucking figure this out. But this one's gonna be like tough if I do a video on it, because like, there's like little to no information about them, which is kind of scary to me. Like I'm that, tra- Yeah,
1: that's, And that's what makes, so, another thing with making music related content about uh, obscure albums, it's very hard. Like you have to bridge the gap between like, how do I not sound pretentious, but how mm-hmm. do I also like pull context and, and like make a story and whatnot. Cause a lot of these, you know, artists and albums, there's there's like no backstory, like li- wow. like concrete stuff from the artist. It's very hard to find. Mm-hmm. So to make video essay content on it, you kind of have to be very imaginative and you have to just explore just abstract themes and evolve on that. And, um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you got to say about that. Oh, that's that's- cool
0: and you were talking about the musical aspects. I'm definitely want to branch out to musical aspects definitely because I've been making music like on the side, but now that I have like an audience, I want to see if I could push it to my audience because I know the kind of audience that I attract, like people who enjoy weird music and like abrasive, like there's like groups with like that enjoy noise, that enjoy like hip hop, like alternative, like new age type beat. And the music that mm-hmm. I'm working on making, which uh, is coming out very soon, so heads up, it's, it's kind it? of a mixture of all that stuff. So I think, whereas Joji, he had to leave because the two worlds are too completely different. They couldn't like coexist together. I think mm-hmm. I could like have the two worlds exist and like work very well between the two of them. Like, you're a fantastic example of someone who makes the videos and makes the music that just work very well together
1: awesome thanks yeah i another thing too is just uh just let it take you for a ride that's the thing i tell people too just like don't think about like focusing on like oh like i'm so scared to branch out into like another alias or i'm so scared to like you know try a new skill under my name right now whatever just just do it and see what ends up happening and you'll be surprised you know what'll what Absolutely. your audience will end up digging it's it's after dude, it's after so this weird.
0: podcast goes off the air i'm definitely gonna ask you some some questions about definitely like, dude yeah you thinking, trying to get you to give me james Little and kirby kirby's email address <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i mean he's he it took a, a fucking long time for him to respond yeah. but it's all good and, and the oh, way yeah. the way he the way he responded to like he talks like he would be this like haunted caretaker like it was just it was me? brilliant. Like, like when I was reading yeah. the email, the way he was wording things, I was like, "This is like kind of spooky." Like I kind of I mean, I like, bro. <laughs> All
0: right, Pad Chennington. Uh I didn't expect the conversation would go too well, but I don't want to. I don't want to let you go just yet because on my Instagram, I put on my story. I said, "Guys, I'm having the Pad Chennington on the podcast, and if you have any questions, send them my way." And I have some oh, questions that your fans Damn. are dying to know. <laughs> All right, here we'll go and uh uh we'll go in order instead of least popular all right what is worse having a bad taste in music or having no
1: taste in music oh my god that is that is a fucking question (laughs) wow okay so you know what i'm gonna say it would be worse it would be worse to have a bad taste in music because before like there was all a period of our lives where we had no taste in music. I know yeah, for a fact, true. like everything I would listen to up until like seventh grade, I'll never forget. I was talking about this the other night on a live stream. The second I heard uh, Abbey Road by the Beatles, that woke me up from just like only listening to what was on the radio at the time. Mm-hmm. And like my whole life, I would just listen to, you know, besides what my parents listened to, like growing up, like Queen and, and shit like that, like I would yeah. only listen to what was on the radio. And like, I remember like, you know, life was all fun. It was like so innocent and like, not necessarily like having a super, like looking for all these specific things in music. It was fun. But when you have bad taste at the same time, like nobody wants to like, I don't know. If you just have bad taste and if it's this like annoying, obnoxious music, I don't know. Like I, I don't Young know. Young
0: Gravy, I mean. Drake, uh, Nav. The, the only <laughs> the most acclaimed artists of this generation.
1: Yeah, so I, I would say controversial answer. I would rather have no taste in music than bad taste in music.
0: Okay, respectable. I think I can see you there. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, here, I'll read the names. The last question was by uh, Ryufei2004, two, two, I think it's pronounced. And this question is by Max W. Banks. They want to know, what are your favorite video games?
1: Oh, awesome. Uh, so my favorite video game of all time is Pokemon Blue Version. Just like ooh, growing up, playing that, I must... I must have put fucking, like, years of my life into that game. <laughs> so, so Cold War League, Definitely my, my favorite game of all time. Some of my other favorite games, um, I would say, like, like, Kingdom Hearts, like, the first one. I, I don't know what the hell is going on with those games anymore. Like, I stopped Wait, after the does first. Anyone,
0: does anyone know what's going on with Kingdom Hearts? I don't, I don't, I don't even so. see the guys making it know what's going on.
1: So, that, um, I love... Uh, what do I love, I love like GTA, and um, I'm pretty pretty basic. Like I don't know, Elder Scrolls, yeah. and do
0: you know what my favorite video game is of all time? What is it? I will give you a million dollars if you can guess what it is. I will actually give you a million dollars. I just straight up guess. guess. Guess a, a guess. Just what do you think it is? Oh my god, there's so many games. Exactly.
1: That's why it's a million dollars. Uh I I mean it can't be something obvious if if nah, if you're like not. a game. I don't know, Backyard Baseball. Remember Backyard Baseball? Remember I, those I fucking remember Backyard Baseball, but that's not it. All right, <laughs> it's Ghostbusters for Xbox 360. Oh my God, I would have never, yeah.
0: I, I fucking love that game. What
1: kind of game is it? Is it like a it, uh, it's shooter or something? Yeah,
0: shooter essentially, but you're like a Ghostbuster and it's like the third movie that's not the female version and Bad. It's like a good like third movie. I just love that video game so much. And it just got re-released on Xbox One, so before I get a PlayStation, I'm playing that fucking game.
1: Dope. All right. Cool. I gotta. Uh, that's that's another issue I'm having these days. Like I know once uh, my girlfriend and I move out, like I want to get the PS5 or the the Xbox Series S, whatever it's called. I, I don't really know anything about the new Xbox. It's called yeah. But I, I I have to pick one. Like I don't know what to get. So if anyone wants to.
0: I used to be an Xbox so. boy, like all the way, but like seeing the games that PlayStation has, like this might be like, I might have to just dude, go. That
1: fucking them. Spider-Man game, like you know, sick. That, shit?
0: that doesn't dude, even make sense. It looks so cool. Like, they have so many great titles, like for launch, for launch. And what the fuck dude, does Xbox have? They don't even have Halo for Xbox because I got pushed back. They have nothing. Oh my
1: God. Yeah, it's, I think I'm going with a going with PS5.
0: Fucking PS5. Let's go PS5 gang. All right. Paulo Eseri, how important is visual art for music?
1: Um, it's I guess it's as, it's as important as you want it to be. I, I like you can listen to music without knowing what the album art is and and all that stuff. I think a, a good example of that for me personally is um, jazz. Like I barely know the names of any jazz artists. I barely know the names of any jazz albums or what they look like. But I, I for a long time I would go to garage sales like years ago, and. A lot of times I would find like boxes of jazz records, and I wouldn't know who, you know, what jazz artists they were, I would just buy them, and I would throw the record on. And there was, a, there was something really uh, just extraordinary of just having no backstory, not knowing who the artist is, what the artwork looks like. Like, even looking at something, an artwork, and an album artwork, and seeing a color on that artwork can totally change your whole mental experience when listening to an album. Um, and that with those jazz records, that was, you know, absent. It was purely about the music. I was stripped away from the visual aspect of it. And it was very interesting. Uh, but at the same time, that visual aspect can evolve music in such incredible ways. Like everywhere at the end Absolutely. of time. Looking at those, at that artwork, it's just, it's so barren and abstract and it's like creepy, but it's not because it's just a fucking roll of paper towels. Like yeah, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So how important is it it's as important as you want it to be and either route you take you know you'll find some sort of bliss or just extreme complexity that's fun to dive into
0: possibly a controversial take but i honestly think that uh the album artwork or like the packaging or however you want to put it the design for it is Mm -hmm. almost or maybe even a little more important than the music that's just my it's definitely a good take Maybe it's cause I'm a graphic designer and like, cause I, I always put it like this, like if every single like vinyl or like, like if we're, let's take this back in time, let's go blast in the past real quick. If everything, uh, if you walk into a record store and it's all just like a black sleeve and it, you just go by name, like, I feel like that it take away some magic to it. I think the fact that we have all these weird ass album covers and stuff really put like a little touch of personality on the music and you can oh, see course, it yeah. the eyes of it. But again, mm-hmm. that's just my opinion.
1: No, it's definitely true. And I think for any artist that wants to, uh, if you know you're an underground artist or you're just putting something out for the first time, take the time to make brilliant artwork because that's how a lot of, uh, a lot of things that I look into just are from the artwork alone, obviously. I mean, like Murph Dao's Pulse Demon. Damn. Yeah, Pulse Demon, it's like such a cool looking mean. cover. And wow. I think that's say. what draws a lot of people to it in the first place, but um, it's just a mix. It's a mix. It's like, yes. it's what you want it to be. and. But yeah, definitely, there's some cool fucking artwork out there that definitely aids the music.
0: Alright. There you go. Music, cool. Album cover, cool. Alright. Do you think some people are just born to make stuff? This question is by Amiri Asickle. God, I need to fucking... You guys need need to fucking get better names for me to read. (laughs) Jesus. I'm trying to do this. Do
1: you think some people are born to make stuff? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I I think... I personally think we're all on the same level the second we come out the boom. I think it's all about like what life does to you along the way. Like I didn't start, I only started the channel because of the situation I was in. This this mundane job made me realize I don't, I'm losing my grip on my creative side and I need to explore it again. So I think it's a, I think people, there are people that are, are just bored and gifted. You know, they're just on another level in regards to whatever talent or niche they do. Um, but I think a lot of things are just things along the way that you have control of, like, and it could really build your talent and your skill and your craft. And same thing with fucking YouTube. It's like, it comes down to just consistency, consistency, discipline, all those little things, you know, I think can make you super talented at something. You don't have to be necessarily born with it.
0: Absolutely agree. Very wholesome conversations here on the fish. It concept. is,
1: Yeah, definitely
0: extravagance with four E's I didn't even know we could put four E's in this word but underrated slash slept on albums question mark
1: underrated slash slept on albums okay you know what and it's funny because we just we kind of just shit on Drake we were were talking about (laughs) uh, we were talking about bad taste but let me tell you I'm gonna guess 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 it guess it guess it nothing was the same is that the one where he's in the sky yes yep yes sir i was listening i I was listening to the the just hold on we're going home song the other night yeah fucking banger and the one with gene aco or whatever her name is there's the song on there that Mm -hmm. album i remember i was in college when that album came out and i just got back from sicily i have a lot of family who lives in in italy so i I went there for the summer Yeah, so i went there for the summer and uh, interesting just another thing about that summer The one thing I'll always remember was uh, they they live in like southern Sicily and there's like literally no Wi-Fi anywhere. It's just like it it feels like the the place is like 30 years ago stuck in time. But So I went there. I had no Wi-Fi. I had no uh, cell phone service or anything. And before before I left for Italy, Yeezus came out. And (laughs) a month before that, Random Access Memories came out by Daft Punk. So I had those two albums on my iTouch for that whole <laughs> trip. That's the only two albums I listened to that whole fucking summer. It was Jesus hey, and, and, and good yeah, so, that yeah, it was a nice, definitely a weird blend. But anyway, so I get home and I go back to school. That year. It was my sophomore year of college. I get back from Italy and that first week of school, I think, is when that Drake album dropped. And I remember everyone was like, oh, he's so emotional and annoying and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, dude, there's some fucking gems on that album. There, there are. are some like, gems. Actually, there is. You know, so nothing was the same, and, and I do gotta say though, he's got some bad posture on that album. Look at the way he does, he's like, he like leaning He's got he's got to fix himself right there. My
0: but man, do do got a crane neck on this cover. I'll give him that much. <laughs> he definitely does. But
1: I'll give it. That's that's my underrated album for you for today. You no, I, I agree. Thing. Yeah, the one song with Sampha. Oh, highly recommend that song. Dude, there's is a lot of good songs so good. in that. And I, I kind of re-listened to just tracks from that album the other night after I listened mm-hmm. to uh, the, the Just Hold On, We're Going Home song. And I was like, there's some good stuff on here. Definitely.
0: There it. you go. Bet you, you, you didn't think we're going to have a nice, wholesome conversation about Drake on this podcast. <laughs> Let's fucking go. All right. Rank. All right, I like this one. By, fuck, this, this the username's too big. I can't even read it all. A Blaze in the Northern Jackson. I can't read the rest, but it cuts off. But rank your top 10 favorite toes.
1: Top ten favorite toes. Favorite toes, yeah. Let's go with. I like. I don't know what it would be called, but like whatever the ring finger of your toes are. I love. I love cracking my toes. Like I love cracking my knuckles. Ooh, you can crack your toes. You can't crack. Try cracking your toes. I could probably do. I don't know if you could hear. It. Hold on. No, I can't. I would probably crack them. <laughs> Dude, crack your toes. It's a fucking great experience. I can't crack like, them. There's the shit, ring, the ring finger toe is just great to crack, so I'll give that my number one. <laughs> wow, okay, <too laughs> I'll, give, sure. I'll give that my number one. Um, what else? I think, uh, let's go with the big toe, obviously, because I think you okay, can't like, do anything without your big toe or something. I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong on that, but I think like your balance gets all fucked up or something.
0: I think I read that too somewhere, actually. I think you're onto something.
1: It, it, might, it might be that one or the the pinky toe. I'm like inspecting my toes now. Everybody... Every other toe is like tier three. I would okay.
0: say. Yeah, that's it's true. Old. Top tier toe for me. Oh fuck, I don't know. Like, I I don't have any good memories with my toes. The only thing like is like breaking them. Like, I can't think of any good memories with my toes. Oh my god! I broke like two of my toes. I kicked I kicked a tree when I was doing a backflip on a trampoline, and oh
1: my god, another one.
0: You know, like those sli- You know, like a sliding door. They have like the raised guideline. Mm-hmm. I was like running real quick, and I just like kicked it with my uh. It's the pointer finger. If it was a toe, I don't know what it's called. But if you're looking at your hand, it's the pointer finger. That's what it's a toe.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I see it. I
0: broke my toenail and then like the toenail like wouldn't fall off because it was still like connected or something. But then a new toenail grew underneath. So now I have two toenails on my my right. Yeah.
1: Wow. That is sick.
0: I is like it It looks like shit like i i, I that's it's fucked up but my mom's uh, she does like pedicures she's like does like has like a nail salon so she's oh, okay. working on filing that 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 bitch back to normal <laughs> that's definitely yeah, that's lower awkward. tier. <laughs> so top tier that's for so you insane. is is ring toe
1: ring, ring toe
0: what is that what it's called ring toe i don't I,
1: know. I wouldn't be surprised what else the, what are you gonna call it it's it's the ring, it's the ring finger toe
0: we put way too much thought into this question. <laughs> All right, this is the last one. I'm going to read this verbatim by the person by the name of hypnagogi 0 gia God, I can't. You guys need to get some better usernames. All right, I'll read this verbatim. Oh, my God, it is happening. Crying wa- Crying emoji. Shocked emoji. Question. What would future funk sound like if only Daniel
1: uh, Lopatin made it? I that would be so. Daniel Lopatin is. Um, I don't know if you know, you know the album uh, Chuck Persons Echo Jams Volume One with the, with the shark.
0: Yes. Okay. Sorry. The, I know, I know album covers way better than I know the names.
1: No, it's okay. And he's also, he's 10 uh, Tricks Point Never and he did like the music for Uncut Gems. He did the score. That's 10 Tricks Point
0: Never.
1: Yeah. I think, Holy I think shit. Lopatin did the score. I could. I could be wrong oh
0: you're actually i think you're actually right because daniel because i'm pretty sure he was at the screening for uncut gems
1: yeah uncut gems is a soundtrack album by electronic musician daniel lopatin yeah so oh shit what did would not that, that sound- holy fuck <laughs> so here's the thing if he did future funk and he like tried to make actual good future funk i'm sure it'd be very good because he's a very good producer but if you want to take like the sounds of lopatin and like make it into Future Funk, I don't know what the hell that would sound like. I think it would just, it would, I don't know. It it, it would be like, I don't even know. That is the weirdest question I think I've ever heard in my life.
0: They, they were curious, dude. I'd be, fuck, I, I'd be interested to hear now I, that I know. I'll say I,
1: if he goes, the, if he genuinely tries to make a Future Funk album, it, I'm sure it would be very good because he's just a great musician.
0: It's like Kanye making Yeezus, bro. They never could have never saw coming. I know. <laughs> Pad chanting. That's all the questions I got, and we went awesome. a bit over time. I told you this was Probably. gonna be an hour, but you know, a little over time. We just barely kidding. scratched the surface of you, so I'm definitely gonna have to have you on again at some point in the future so we can Dude, finish definitely. the conversation.
1: Definitely, I gotta, I gotta have you on too. We do the, I do like the late night with Pad thing on the channel. Man, I have you on. Shit, I, have I have you on.
0: watched that so many fucking times. Love oh word! It. I literally like legit. I have a dummy account that I just kind of like pop in and I, I watch. And I'm just like sick
1: oh dude yeah i gotta have you on definitely gonna
0: have you I, on. absolutely but pad shannington i appreciate you stopping by thank you a lot you're almost at 10k dude. bro you're almost like a big fish dude
1: we're getting there we're getting you're about there. to get I'm, that
0: fucking plaque bro
1: i'm about to i'm about to sell you with that plaque like it's the fucking stanley cup you have no idea that fucking plaque <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna do with that that damn play button but i'm gonna just oh my god the amount I of champagne dad, that's bro. gonna be poured on that thing like
0: it's been a long
1: time. It's been a long time coming, so... Long yeah. time coming, man. And it's a long thank time you for having me on, dude. For this to end.
0: No, dude, thank you for hopping on. This was, like, a lot of fucking fun. I'd love to have you on again. This was, like, great. Yeah, definitely. Great we used time. to like talk so much, I didn't even get to all the questions that I wanted to, but <laughs> I fucking... I don't care, man. This is fun as shit. But before oh, yeah. I let you off the hook of the Big Fish podcast, get it? Haha. <laughs> I gotta ask you, are there any last words? Name your... Shout your shit out. Give any... uh you know, name call outs or
1: anything like that. Floor is yours. Hell yeah, so I'll just keep it real simple. You guys can find me at Pat Chennington on YouTube. I just do a bunch of music deep dives. And uh, like I said earlier, I'm working on a record label. I make music, I do online festivals, twitch.tv slash Catskill Records, which is also the name of the record label. I kinda don't know what the fuck I'm doing with the channel anymore. I don't know where it's going. I'm just doing it one day at a time. If there's a topic I wanna talk about, I'll talk about it. If there's a topic you want me to talk about, let me know maybe i'll talk about it i don't know so just look up pat Chennington. you should be able to find me and um i guess just a quick shout out i'll give a shout out to alan at CoreSpec Core records they they had a uh, contrast and one of the best record labels in the game hey. also um i guess I, I, there's so there's so many goddamn people i like shout out I, I i wouldn't even know where to start i wouldn't even know where to start just shout out to everybody i guess that kind of you know helped me along the way whether it's i asked them for just feedback on an album if i was making a video about them or a question regarding how to run a record label. I there's just been so much amazing help and uh the internet really is a beautiful place. So um yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Just look up Pat Chennington and you'll you'll find me somewhere.
0: That's the biggest like flex you could do, like Google me. That's a big flex.
1: Google me. That's it. That's all I got.
0: Google me. That's that's pretty sick, but Pat Chennington, again, I appreciate it. I will have you on again. I fucking I'll guarantee you. And I'm definitely gonna hit oh, you up yeah, about it. Let's uh, do it. Some questions about music and possibly getting you to dox james leland kirby but we'll talk about that (laughs) later. definitely definitely guys thank you for listening to the big fish podcast i freaking appreciate it you're actually like this is pretty sick i'm getting like a lot of cool listeners and people like who are genuinely interested in the shit i have to make it's fucking awesome i appreciate that a lot so you know thank you for listening it's on major streaming services it's on spotify it's on apple Podcasts. leave a review i want to start doing the the thing that the uh the fucking misfits do or they start reading the reviews i want to start doing that so if you want to read a review if you want to write a review by all means put one in but yeah that's about it thank you for thank you for watching again major streaming services youtube channel thank you to my guest pad Channington. and uh as long as you like listen to your vaporwave vinyl collection then you guys are good to go so thank you for watching i appreciate it big fish podcast everywhere pad Channington everywhere a bucket of jake everywhere and have a pleasant day mm mm-hmm.